What's going on, folks? And welcome to another episode of Thoroughbred Teamsters Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Rich from Northern California's Local 315. All right, so I, I was, uh, you know, I was hoping to have finally changed my intro music, but man, I'm not tech savvy. I had it all lined up, ready to go. Uh, bought the beat from uh, some website. Uh, like the beat, it's really similar to the beat you hear now. Uh, it's really got a West Coast kind of, you know, Southern Cali vibe to it, but I, I, I couldn't pull it off. Um, I really like it. It's a little bit more unique than the one you're hearing. The one you hear right now is, can be used by other podcasters on the Anchor platform, which is the, the, the app I use to produce the podcast. So I was hoping to switch it up finally after what? eight, nine months, whatever. And I just couldn't pull it off. So I'm a little disappointed in myself, spent a little bit more time than I would have liked to try and do that. But, um, hopefully next episode, you know, try to learn a little bit something every time I I put one of these out, I got some new outro music too, but, uh, you know, it's just time for a little bit of change time to, to progress this podcast a little bit, kind of, you know, working to take it to the next level, but you know, enough time on that, uh, intro outro music, uh, what we got going on today is, you know, about to check in in a minute, um, and, and, and we're going to discuss the autonomous trucks being used at Big Brown. Uh, seen that going around this past week, and we're, we're going to discuss an article that that I saw floating around on social media, on the internet, all that. And, and you know, I got a few thoughts on that. So, you know, let's go ahead and get this one started, and uh, you know, let's begin the check in. All right, for a quick check-in. So we survived the heat wave that hit the bay. Uh, three days in a row, well over 100 degrees. Um, I, I know many of you out there probably deal with that multiple times during the week. Um, we, we spoiled out here in the bay. You know, we, we, we do got great weather out here, but when it hits over 100 degrees, triple digits, uh, consecutively, consecutive days, back to back to back, Sometimes we tend to lose our shit. So, but we survived. Uh, again, proud of everyone that I work with. Uh, everyone showed up for work. No one, no one took the easy way out. Um, believe me, I, I thought about it. You know, because because every day at that four o'clock hour, when it gets the hottest, the wooziness kicks in. No matter how hydrated I am, no matter how much you know protein or or, or anything that I eat, it. it, it it's not enough. And the wooziness kicks in, not just for me, but I talked to several people. So, you know, that's why, we, that's why we got to pace ourselves. That's why we got to, you know, stay hydrated, do what it takes, you know, open up all them doors when you're sorting your trucks and whatnot. And, and we survived and it's going to hit hundred degrees again this week, but you know, nothing we can't handle. And I still don't even think it's going to be that bad. So, you know, weekend hit Saturday came when did a little, uh, surprise birthday party for my mother-in-law um the the family planned it out uh her 60th birthday and and she was surprised you know she was uh genuinely surprised she was appreciative um my my wife's family's from mexico and and you know the the vibe there was was highly mexican they had the mariachis uh we you know they own a mexican restaurant so the restaurant the cook of the restaurant basically just you know catered the the 
the party, um, and and it was a blast. You know, I got to hang out with my brother and my brothers, uh, my brother-in-laws, my sister-in-law, their spouses, their kids, my wife, my kids. Um, been touching up on my Spanish. Been working on my Spanish. I, I I do that Duolingo app, and I've been doing it for about forty-five days right now in a row. And you know what? It's improving. I'm not. I can't carry on a conversation with them yet, but it is improving. So. You know, if anyone out there trying to learn a second second language, I definitely recommend Duolingo. That is an unpaid shout out. Again, I don't do any paid advertising on here. If I like something, I just admit that I like it and I give them a shout out for it. But but shout out to Duolingo. Um, then after the party, man, first uh, first off, the mariachis got down. I love mariachi band. And then um, you know after after that, we had to leave during the party towards the end of the party because then we had a little. Uh, the wifey and I had a little um, meet up with some friends to go to a, what is it called? I'm 40 years old, but this was never really in my wheelhouse. It is, what's Stevie Nicks' band's name? Um, Fleetwood Mac. So, you know, we went to a, a local winery in Brentwood, uh, saw the, the Fleetwood Mac uh, cover band. And you know what? They jammed pretty hard. I knew a few of the songs. I, I didn't know a lot of the songs. The crowd was really, uh, we were definitely some of the younger folks in the crowd, even at 40. But, you know, we, we had a blast there. The drinking continued. Um, drink responsibly, everybody. And, uh, you know, I've been just recovering all day. So I uh, had, a, had a blast there. Um, you know, that, that, and that's really just my check-in. It's Sunday right now. Just kind of been hanging out. The wifey had to go run some errands, some uh more errands, took the kids, and, you know, that leaves me with uh, doing some chores and knocking out an episode. Um, so, you know, let, let's get this episode started. As I said, we're going to just discuss uh, autonomous trucks at Big Brown. So let's get this one started. All right. So for this week's episode, I, I, I came across this article. It was hard to miss because it seemed to pop up everywhere. Um, on social media, in the union sites, the company sites, whatever. And um, even on my Google search, which, you know, sometimes I don't even Google something. It just says, hey, you might be interested in this article. And so I I got this article from trucks.com. It's titled, UPS Invest in Autonomous Truck Developer Too Simple. And Too Simple is basically the, the truck developer, the autonomous truck developer's name. Uh, is written, this article is written by Jerry Hirsch, and it was posted August 15, 2019. Whenever you use someone else's work for your work uh, and you're sharing it, you always want to cite the person that you're, whose work you're doing. So Jerry Hirsch did all the research for this. It's a really short article. I'm not going to read it all, so you know, don't worry about all that. But um, it does have some good pieces in here that you know, when I when I did see it come up across on the social media sites um, being shared, you know, the comments sections was pretty much "woe is me, woe is me, we're screwed." Been there, I've had those feelings. I, I still kind of pop up sometimes. I've shared them in the past episodes, but I just I think um, well, let, let me share my opinions with 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 you after I read this real quick. And like I said, it's, it's a short article, and I'm I'm not even going to read the entire thing. So it starts. Shipping giant UPS is making a bet on robotic trucking. UPS Ventures, the the company's venture capital arm, said Thursday that it made a minority investment in an autonomous driving company too simple. The companies are testing self-driving trucks on a route in Arizona. 
UPS wants to learn whether self-driving trucks can improve service and reduce shipping expenses. The two businesses already have a relationship. UPS has contracted Too Simple to deliver cargo. So even though this is, seems like they're, you know, they're testing self-driving trucks, it seems like they're actually, you know, transporting cargo as well. So not exactly what you want to hear as a Teamster, but, you know, it's, it's happening. Whether we like it or not, um, it's happening. Um, skipping through some of this, uh, Scott Price, the UPS's chief strategy and transformation officer, says, you know, autonomous trucking still faces technical and regulatory hurdles. Um, we don't have control over how fast technology advances, but we do have the power to, I don't want to say control the regulatory hurdles, but we, we can have a say in that. And that is by coming out and voting, uh, voting in your local government elections and, and voting for local, um, voting for labor friendly candidates, which I've also talked about in the past. I did an episode with Donnie Garcia, our secretary of treasury for 315. Um, and he talked about the importance of drive, uh, Democrat, Republican, independent voter education, which is basically the, um, political action committee for Teamsters. Again, your union dues can't be used for political purposes, but if we want to contribute to the political action committee called Drive, um, they use that money to, you know, to vet candidates, to research candidates, to, to get them to pledge that, you know, they will, you know, be labor friendly, basically in a nutshell. Um, I hear it's a rigorous test, um, and we've been fortunate in our region, in the Bay Area, um, locally in the Bay Area that we've had success recently with some of these drive-backed candidates. So, um, but anyway, moving forward. However, we are excited by the advances in braking and other technologies that companies like Too Simple are mastering, Price said. So this, this section of this is the last part of the article I'm going to read. It's titled, Test Launched. UPS already is providing truckloads of goods for Too Simple to carry on a freight route between Phoenix and Tucson, Arizona. They launched the self-driving test in May with a driver and engineer in the vehicles. Too Simple and UPS monitor distance and time the trucks travel autonomously, safety data, and transport time. So, you know, basically the testing involves uh, a driver and an engineer sitting in the cab, and they're just collecting data and information and kind of, you know, timing everything. So... The shipping company has its own fleet, but it also contracts with third-party trucking companies during its peak shipping season. Too Simple said it thinks it can slash UPS's average purchased transportation costs by 30%. All right, so that's what I'm going to read on the article. That's all I'm going to read on the article. Um, now I'm just going to kind of get into some of my thoughts and, and my opinions on this. All right, so as it said, some of the hurdles it faces are uh, technical and regulatory. Um, and as I've mentioned, the advancement of technology is inevitable. It's going to happen whether we like it or not. Uh, and we can either choose to sit back and cry and complain about it and do nothing, or we can accept it and, and, and find ways to adapt. And that's, that's what I'm all about. I'm all about adapting. I, I, you know, it's... It's inevitable. You can't do nothing about it. Um, 
you know, in 2016, I was at the team. I might have shared this uh, before, but in 2016, I was at the Teamsters convention and I met a fellow. I'm not sure if he was, I think he was a business agent. He might have been a steward. Um, forgot his name, forgot his local. I think he was from Southern California. But um, we, we were similar in age, similar, uh, similar thoughts. And, and he was pretty calm and collective. And, and I kind of came to him with this issue right here. I was like, man, man, autonomous vehicles, man, those are really, man, those are going to take our jobs. And again, this is three years ago. And, and he kind of looked at me and just kind of like, man, he's all, he's all, you know how Teamsters started, right? And I was like, nah. And um, he says, well, we started out as representing horse and buggy drivers. And, you know, when you kind of do the research on it, you learn that the name actually dates back to 1903. So I got this from Wikipedia right here. When most deliveries were made by horse-drawn wagons, the driver of these wagons was referred to as a teamster because he was the one who managed the team that was pulling the load. So, you know, and then when those guys were working for the companies and, you know, unfairly um, unsafe work conditions, uh, not paid fairly, you know, all that, then they wanted to be represented and, and eventually Teamsters was formed. So, in a nutshell. But my, my point to that is, how many horse and buggies do you see now delivering packages? Um, I'm sure when the automobile came out, these delivery guys who were delivering in these horse-drawn carriages were like, oh my God, what, what, what is this technology? We're going to lose our jobs. We're going to, you know, the, these, these automobiles are going to take our jobs. And, and you know what, the kind of, the transition eventually happened, right? Again, you don't see any horse and buggy deliveries going on anymore. The, the automobile became the the biggest source of uh transportation the thing is is are we at a point right now where autonomous vehicles are to us what the automobile was to horse and buggy drivers and, and i believe so um, again i'm not saying i'm happy that autonomous vehicles are driving but we gotta figure out a way to adapt to it because it's coming it's here it's already here the article even says it's here it's happening they are transporting packages right now um, at least it said transporting cargo. So I don't know the details of exactly what they're transporting or where, but it said they are transporting cargo. You know, we adapted then, and, and I do believe we will adapt now. And that's, and that's what this guy from uh, 2016 told me. You know, he, he says, you know, we'll, we'll find a way to adapt. You know, maybe it'll, it'll be different jobs. It'll create new jobs, you know, may, and you know what? It might, co it might cost us some jobs, you know, but it'll be a transition. And, and it kind of soothed me a little bit. Um, you know, it kind of helped me be like, man, this dude's so calm and cool about it. And I, I don't know when it's coming. I don't know. I, I got about 10, 15 years left at this company. Um, earliest, obviously, I, I'm rooting for 10, 15 years is probably more realistic. But what sucks when I, when I talk to other people kind of you know, in, the, in that same range of people that are retiring in a few years, it's like, ah, it sucks for you guys. You know, look what you guys got to deal with. And it's like, wow, gee, thanks. You know, and I don't want to have that attitude towards, towards younger drivers, making it seem like, you know, I know many of us just care about ourselves and our families and, and what our lives, but if you're constantly showing that to the younger, newer members that, that you don't care what happens after you retire, 
And I don't blame those people for feeling like that, but it, it's just kind of like a shitty attitude to me. Um, like, what did you contribute to, to help motivate the next generation of Teamsters? You know, um, and, that, and that's what I'm always just trying to, trying to set an example of. It's like, you know, it's not always just about me or you. I mean, you got to try to look at, at it as a whole. And um, that's a really hard thing to do to people, you know, because it's, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to show it. And then when, even when you do show it, you got to show it consistently over a long period of time. Um, as I mentioned before on previous episodes, even, even when I was a younger driver and the older drivers were trying to s- tell me stuff, like at the time I wasn't, I didn't care. I was like, man, I don't care. I just want to get my route. I just want to get this route done and I want to go home. Now, even though at that time I didn't care, it's, I still heard them. I still listened. And it's, and, and now to this day, I'm, I'm thinking like, man, man, now I see what they were trying to tell me. Now I see what they were trying to tell me. So the same thing's going to come around. I'm, I'm going to talk to people who really don't care what I have to say right at this moment. But I hope it sticks with them. And I hope it kind of, you know, pops back up down the road. And like, ah, oh, that's, what, that's what Jay was trying to tell me. That's what he meant by this. Okay, okay, I see. So it, it's just not productive to fight the advancement of technology. It's just, it's, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. You're just wasting energy if you're trying to fight it. Um, what you can do, though, is you can get out and vote. Vote for labor-friendly candidates. Uh, as I've, I've mentioned several times, I'm going to actually keep pushing this more. Teamsters uh, Political Action Committee Drive, Democrat, Republican, Independent, Voter Education, they do the vetting for you on candidates who will, who will make sure that stuff like this I won't say doesn't happen, but at least happens on our terms. Again, it's inevitable. Um, politicians, they don't want to look like they're living in the olden days and that, they're, you know, that they refuse to let stuff like this happen. But at least that's our way of having a seat at the table when it comes to these regulations, you know, at least locally, happening. You know, if, if you're not voting for labor-friendly candidates... Well, first off, are you voting? Ask yourself that. Say, oh, did I vote my most recent election? Local government I'm talking about. Um, actually, any time. Are you voting at all, period? And if you say, yes, I am, then ask yourself, did I vote for labor-friendly friendly candidates? And if you don't know the answer to that, then maybe the next time it comes to vote, you know, do a little research on that. Call your local, um, your local union Ask them, you know, how do I get involved in, you know, how can I contribute to drive? Where can I find information on candidates that, that the Teamsters support, the labor-friendly candidates? Do your research. It's going to take a few hours. I'm sorry. You know, that's how, that's how it works. But it's worth it, you know. Um, local unions don't write the laws. They don't control regulation. The politicians do. And, and if... if if you're just not, if you're not out there voting, then, then you're part of the problem. I mean, I, I think our best way at at least, you know, having somewhat of a, a say in this, a control in this, is, is not only to get out there and, and vote, but you got to encourage others to as well. I and mean, it's tough. I get it. I've, I've tried and people laugh at me. I ain't voting. My vote don't matter. It does. I don't know. It, it really does. You know, whether you believe it or not, it does. Um, but I understand if you feel like that. I used to feel like that when I was in my early 20s. I have friends that feel like that. 
So, I'm, I mean, I get it, but, you know, if you really want to see change, um, there's ways to do it. It's, but it's a process. It's not something that happens overnight. But, but, but encourage others to do it as well. You know, just you don't got to, I don't know, there's different ways to approach that. Um, just ask someone, hey, you voting this year? Who are you voting for? Why? You know, just a little conversation. You don't, it don't have to be divisive. I know politics are really divisive right now. You know, you, you can talk to someone about there. It is possible to have productive conversations on politics without leaving that conversation feeling like you, you hate that person now or something. Um, it doesn't happen as often as I feel like it should these days, but, but it is possible. But it's tough. I get it. I, I get it. You know, I, I kind of looking back at some of the conversations. You know, I was really, uh, I really fell into a lot of those traps a, a few years ago. And, and then that's when I started to realize the energy I was using in these debates and these arguments that turned into arguments, it was, it was really becoming wasted energy. Someone's set in their ways. You're not, you can't change their mind on how they think. You know, you can't, I'm not, I wasn't trying to, but what I started to do is I started to try to see from something from their, from their uh, point of view. And that's hard. You know, sometimes when you're talking to someone about that, about politics, you're not even listening to them because in your head, you're thinking about what you're going to say next. So, so you're not even hearing them out. And then they're probably doing the same thing to you. But if you can have a real conversation, I mean, that, that it, you can, you can agree to disagree. I mean, I, I don't. There's a lot of people that I work with, my friends, my family, my wife, that I don't agree with on politically, um, in every which way, shape, or form. And in social media, when you're like that, it becomes real divisive. Oh, you know, I've seen it. We all, we all know what I'm talking about. But, you know, in real life, I'm not like that in real life. And, and, and I know people that are, but I still get along with people that completely disagree with, with, with how I view things, with, with my... Uh, with, the way I view politics and, and vice versa. So, I mean, it, it's possible to get along, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a healthy discussion. Um, but I, I understand that it's, it, it is rare. Um, you know, if you are a Teamster, again, contact your local union and ask how you can contribute to drive. It, it, it is important. I believe it is valuable and I believe it, it is uh, effective, but it starts with us. Make those contributions. Get out and vote. Just encourage someone else. You don't have to get it out there and lead a parade on, uh, you know, trying to get people to contribute or trying to get them to vote. Just, like I said, have a discussion. You know, instead of finding reasons not to vote for someone because of your differences, you know, try to find common ground. So, you know, if you're a Teamster, contact the local union. Uh, ask how you can contribute to drive. You know, in, instead of finding reasons not to vote for someone because of the differences you share, um, find common ground. And, and, and it's, it's a long process, but I, I believe it's possible. But man, it's, it's a lot of work that we got a lot of, uh, ahead of us too. So um, that's it for my opinions and, uh, and whatnot on this article. Uh, let's hit the outro. All right, so that's another episode in the books, episode 34. Uh, you know, it was, um, ho I hope you got something out of it. You know, my, my whole intention since I began this podcast was to inform, educate, and encourage others to, to progress the labor movement, to make themselves better, to, to, and to make our, our, our union better. Um, 
I don't come on here with an agenda other than that. I, I think uh, we, we have a lot of work to do and, and it's time to start informing everybody that one of the ways that we can make a change, that we're going to have to make a change if we really want to see changes, is at those ballots. And again, I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm, I, you know, I'm saying if you, if you really, chances are if you're listening to this podcast and you care about our union, you care about your union, and if you have some thoughts on things aren't going your way, look at the political side of things and ask, what is what are the politics in my community doing to help progress the labor movement? That's all I'm trying to say. If, if don't matter if you're a Democrat, Republican, Independent, I, I don't care about all that. You know, everyone, there is someone from every party that represents labor. Um, you know, we all want to get to the same place. We just, we all, we have different ideas on how we should get there. That, that, that includes government politics, that includes union politics, but we all want the same thing. We all want the best for for our unions, our families, and ourselves. So, you know, just just do a little research, look in, uh, start looking into how you can help, you know, get those labor-friendly candidates into place. And, um, you know, I, I hope, you know, you can encourage others to do the same. So, again, it's Jay Rich from Northern California's Local 315 with another episode. And hopefully next week I can get my new intro music going if I can figure it out. All right, later.